You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing the properties and handling characteristics of a universal restorative and why our guest, Dr. Jeff Horowitz, refers to it as a truly universal composite. Dr. Horowitz has years of experience with clinical dentistry and education, founder of Carolina Center for Advanced Dentistry, as well as advanced sleep and TMJ centers in the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area. He is a lecturer and key opinion leader and is the co-founder of Dentists in the Know, a social media group focused on delivering honest, behind-the-scenes information to the dental community. Dr. Horowitz, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Phil, great to talk with you again. How you doing? Very well. Everything's going well, and I know how busy you are, so we're really happy that you took the time to chat with us today because uh, you mentioned earlier you were in two offices today, and so this is your third stop. This is the third stop, but fortunately, I didn't have to get in a vehicle to do this one. So okay. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yep. The uh, wonders of digital technology. So <laughs> yeah, let's begin with the first question. Um, and I know the title is, is a little intriguing, a truly universal composite. Does it exist? We hear these terms about universal composites all the time. What exactly are you alluding to when you say, quote, a truly universal composite, end quote? So uh, I, I think that that's a terrific question because I, I've often asked myself that. I think a lot of practices in, in trying to, to become efficient because never in our profession has it become more important for, for us to practice efficiently uh, to remain competitive. And in order to do that, you know, sometimes we try to minimize the amount of inventory that we have. So, um, but we certainly don't want to minimize inventory uh, if there's a material that doesn't really stand up to the demands of a clinical situation. So for me, when I talk about a universal composite, to me, it's got to be aesthetic enough to stay in the front and blend in with the surrounding tooth to where nobody is going to be able to tell if they're looking at my patient. It certainly has to be strong enough and it's gotta be stable enough for whatever condition it's being put in. So can it withstand uh, you know, the, the uh, demands of, uh, of say the forces placed on a marginal ridge in a class two? Can it withstand shear forces uh, from, uh, say, a class four, where there's going to be uh, lateral forces on the tooth that, that cause uh, a shear effect on the tooth and, and make it likely to fracture? And then certainly, how do you have a material that will hold up to those demands, but still meet the aesthetic demands of both the patient and the dentist? And so when I talk about a universal composite, that's really what I think about. Can it meet all of those conditions? Now, again, when I talk about aesthetics, I'm not talking about submitting it for, you know, an American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry presentation. What I'm talking about is something that's going to be cosmetic enough to where it meets my high demands and the fact that no one will be able to tell and the patient will still be tickled by it when they come in two or even three years later and there's still a polish and it still looks terrific and it's not accumulating stain. And, and you know, Phil, it's still there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's well explained. Now, are there multiple shades 
for this universal composite to be truly universal composite? So absolutely. Here's the cool thing about it is I find myself only using about three shades regularly. I mean, with with the A2 shade, I can do just about anything I want. The chameleon effect of, of Grandioso, this, this universal composite that I've been working with here lately, uh, it, it, it's tremendous. I mean, uh, I've watched a, an A2 blend into really an A1 situation. I've watched it blend into a D1, into a D3. Um, but there are all these shades available. I believe they have 14 shades um, available. So uh, there's a lot there. They have opaque shades uh, and incisal shades if you want to layer. Um, but for the, for the clinician who's really looking for efficiency and getting a high quality restoration aesthetically, um, you can really do that with this material. Uh, called Grandioso, and you can do it pretty, pretty reliably um, with just a few shades. Yeah, and how does it handle? Do you need it to use like a flowable first to get down into like class twos? Um, so I always am going to use some kind of a of a flowable material, um, you know, and you do that for a lot of reasons. You want to confirm adaptation. Um, what I like about these particular materials from, from VOCO is that all the way from their flowable materials to their bulk materials, and, and including the Grandioso uh, composite that I'm talking about, they are all very highly filled, meaning that there is less resin in there. And with less resin, we end up getting less volumetric shrinkage. All of them, uh, you know, are, as I said, over 80% filled. And we're seeing less than 1.5%, 1.6% volumetric shrinkage, which, you know, not going to be something that's visible to the eye, but something that's going to really hold up and, uh, and resist microleakage. So when a dentist is shopping around for what's marketed as a universal composite, what would be your recommendation to that dentist who really doesn't have time to do a ton of research? A lot of this, these claims are out there saying that, you know, that each manufacturer has their own universal composite. And you've kind of coined the term truly universal composite, as you described Grandioso to be. What's your recommendation? I think you it has to meet both the physical and aesthetic demands from both the patient and the doctor's perspective. So, um, for example, I mean, one of the really neat things about being a, a key opinion leader is we, we get to test a lot of products. We get to work with a lot of these manufacturers. And, and what I like about the R&D team at VOCO is um, they, they kind of reverse engineered it. They didn't just say, you know, you know, here is, we're just going to manufacture this composite and, and, you know, I've got an idea here. I've got an idea here. Let's try this. Let's try this. What they did was they, they actually looked at what makes natural teeth stable. So they really studied natural tooth and they said, okay, what makes a tooth stable? And, and what it turns out to be are, are things like the surface hardness of the enamel, the wear susceptibility of the enamel, the, the strength of the tooth overall, the, the color, um, 
and and certainly um, the way that the that the tooth behaves thermally and and the way that that it acts um, elastically. So um, you know these are all really important attributes to the tooth that that make these things last for a lifetime. And and um, you know the the great designer certainly got it right. So the uh, the R and D team at Boco said. You know, how can we create a material that that mimics natural tooth uh, as closely as is possible? And and really the big ones that I that they really hit the nail on the head with is is the way that this material acts like a natural tooth, uh, both under thermal load and and both and in uh, in an elastic way. So uh, we have a modulus of elasticity that's very similar to that of natural dentin and as well as a, a coefficient of thermal expansion. And it, it's really interesting. That's where the so comes from in grandioso because, um, and, and this was explained to me by the R&D team, is that the so is because it's so tooth-like. And, uh, and I think that says a lot for, for you know, how they run their R&D. And saying, look, we're not going to reinvent the wheel here. The the great designer got this right. Let's uh, let's make a material that mimics that as closely as possible. Yeah, and Voco does have an incredibly strong R and D team, no doubt about it. And what I've heard from other KOLs is that doctors like you who evaluate these products, when you give feedback to Voco, they'll take it back to the lab and say, you know, let's take a look at what the KOLs are talking about, and they'll even delay releases of, of new generations to make sure that they take in consideration the feedback that you're giving them. Quite admirable. Yeah, 100%, Phil. And I mean, it's, uh, and I'm amazed by the amount of product. I mean, I, I purchase my product in the office, like every other dentist out there. So, you know, that's, that's one of the things that we say as a KOL, and, and we understand that sometimes there can be discounts because we're loyal customers, just like anyone else. Um, but we want to pay for what we use because, you know, if we're going to advocate the use of a material based on its scientific merit and its and its clinical attributes, it also has to be something that we pay for, just like every other clinician. And so we like to go into our reviews with that in mind. Um, but I'm always amazed at at how Voco is willing to take that feedback. And then, you know, I'll have something on my desk within, you know, within a couple of weeks to, to no more than a couple of months. Well, here, try this. Tell us what you think about this. You know, this is another offering in the composite market. And, um, you know, if you didn't like this attribute of Grandioso, well, you know, why don't you try our Admira Fusion? Because, you know, one of the things that you addressed was addressed in this particular composite. So, um, you know, they're, they're really a great company to work with, and uh, and I do admire their R&D team. They also have a strong sample program, so they believe that unless you try it, why should you make a commitment to buy something? I, so, I never would with a composite. That's That's an absolute. Exactly. So to wrap up this podcast, Dr. Horowitz, are there any indications where you would consider an alternative product to Grandioso? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I, I, I said this was a truly universal composite, um, but there's always going to be applications where as clinicians, we have to put our thinking caps on and, and really 
consider what might be in the best interest for a patient. So as you mentioned earlier, you know, if I'm going to get into a deep class two situation, I certainly want to line the, uh, the, the floor of the box with something, uh, one, that is, uh, is going to be able to be cured readily, something that's going to adapt to uh, all of the cavo surface margins really well to reduce microleakage. You know, there's also some indications where I might even consider a glass ionomer product if, if I have a, a very highly carry susceptible patient. And, you know, in that case, I'm gonna compromise a, a little bit of aesthetics, um, but I'm gonna give the patient a little bit more on the, uh, you know, on, on the carries uh, risk reduction index. So, you know, we still have to be clinicians, Phil, and, and um, there's always going to be an indication here or there. But uh, I'll tell you, between Grandioso and, and then their flow materials, which come in different viscosities and, and their bulk materials, I've, I've really found something that, that I can use a whole lot of the time and, and very reliably. Yeah, and this information is very timely, Dr. Horowitz, because obviously the pandemic, reducing inventory is critical to reducing infection control risk and so forth. The less stuff you have floating around the office, uh, the less kits sitting around the operatory, obviously, you're decreasing the risk of spreading infection. So having the inventory you can actually use as a truly universal composite certainly helps. And again, with glass onomers, no doubt, uh, when even when isolation is a factor, with certain patients, sure. you want to go with glass armor. Well, thanks very much, Dr. Yeah. Horowitz. Very helpful. Uh, we look forward to talking to you on the next podcast, Reliable and Effective Cementation. So we're looking forward to that one. Thank you very much. Really excited to do it. Great being with you, Phil. 